You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Alperin Shingoon feels like their best player, which we can talk about him. Uh, Jalen Green feels like their most talented player. Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks feel like they're unquestioned leaders. And normally, it, it, like the, the very reductive, I think, thinking is always like the best player, the most talented player, and the leader are always going to be the same one or two guys. Whereas here, you're sort of spreading out those responsibilities or allocating those labels to three or four different guys which is a little bit odd and a little bit unconventional when you think about a, a good team or a winning team, but it's working for this team so far early and it doesn't seem fluky. It seems like something that they could actually sustain, you know, if, if like if, if everybody is like accepting of their roles and there's not egos at play and it feels like that's, that's part of what works here. It, it, it's an interesting way to look at a team, you know, um, and, and, and we can talk about Alperin Shingun. I feel like he's one of the, and then we talked about this in the last episode, how he's one of the bright spots, but I'm just watching him look different as a player. Okay. He talked about the Denver game going head to head. Like Nikola Jokic still had an MVP type of game, but on the other end, like Albert Shingun was a lesser version of him, but was still really, really, really good, you know, and was, and I don't feel like Jokic had much of an answer for Shingun, as did Shingun not have an answer for for Jokic. And I guess it's the thing about Shingun. Right now, he feels like their best player. The effort is different. It looks like he's in better shape. He looks like he's like not like to, at least to me, um, like he's been in better shape than he has been. And I don't know. I like I, I feel like a, a big part of this, even though there's not one guy that you would say, hey, this is the, like, this is going to be the all-star. This is, like, the number one player on the team. I do feel like his ascension is a big part of it, along with some of the other stuff we're going to talk about. No, what you say about Shingun is is totally true. Like, he is in much, much better shape this season. Um, he's playing harder, which has also, like, he had a chase down block the other night. Like, when did you ever see Alper and Shingun come away with a chase down block? Uh, in his first two NBA seasons. So he's getting on the floor. He's getting on the floor, Adam. Like he's, he's uh, the chase down block that, that attempted steal that he had that it, I don't think he got it, but you know, uh, I think Ryan Hollins noted, like it's normally a guard that's doing that. Now you're seeing Shingun get on the floor, chase down block, uh, just taking the ball away from, I think maybe it was the rookie uh, against New uh, when he took the ball away from the kid against New Orleans um, and had that layup late in the game. Uh, like he's, he's got some, there's a lot of hustle plays to your point. And, and there are a lot of the things that he had struggled with in the past, the fouling, the turnovers, that hasn't really been an issue. And he is, I, I think one of the critiques that we both would have had about him the last two years is that 
he was always looking for the home run play. And he he would always throw some sort of risky pass that would turn into some sort of a turnover. And, you know, there would, there would be like the amazing pass, but then there would also be like the two that came before it where he threw the ball away or threw the ball to, to the opponent. Now he's totally content with just making the easy play to making just the smart basketball play that's going to lead to winning. So maybe the highlights aren't quite there, but the winning is. And at the end of the day, the winning is what matters. And so he's playing harder. He's in better shape. He's making winning plays. He's been much better defensively. Part of that has just been how they've had him positioned on the floor where he's not dropping back as deep. Um, he's not fouling. He's not turning the ball over. He's. We've seen him fade uh, late in games before. He's not fading late in games now. And he's been tested. I, I think that's the one thing is that you talk about all the, you know, they've played some teams that have been shorthanded this season. Um, these teams that have been shorthanded, they've had their centers whether it was Sabonis in both of the Sacramento games, whether it was Valanchunas against New Orleans or Jokic against Denver, like those guys have played. And, you know, there might be saying he didn't get the better of the mat of the matchup with Jokic, but he was right there with him. It's not like he was completely overwhelmed. And then he totally outplayed um, Sabonis in both those games. Uh, Valanchunas was the one who fouled out during the New Orleans game. So you're seeing him hold up in these matchups where um, he is, without question, the the more inexperienced of the two. But talent-wise, he's been able to hold in and he's been able to hang in talent-wise because he's got the talent. And he's just it just feels like the fact that he's been in the league now for a few years, he's in better shape now, that has allowed him to be more successful. And it's transferred over into the win column now. It's not just about the numbers because the numbers aren't going to blow you away with him. I don't think they ever will. I don't know if he'll ever put up the Jokic, you know, 20, you know, I don't know if he'll average the triple double or if he'll have the 36, 21, 11 type game, but he can still have incredibly impactful games. And you're seeing it so far. And I, I wanted to clean up one thing that I said, the Rockets do not have a 30 point score yet this season. There are only two teams that don't have one. It's them in San Antonio. And the fact that you can be six and three in today's NBA without a 30 point score, it, sh it shows you just how much better this roster is right now than what it was the last couple of years. Yeah, but before I move on to Fred Van Vliet, I want to make this point about Alperen Shingoon and Jalen Green, for that matter. They have gone from guys that could make highlight plays and flash plays that make you think, oh, you know, there's something to tap into there. They've gone from highlight guys to guys who make winning plays. Yeah. I, I think that's the 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 big part of it. I thought it was a somewhat sloppy critique of Jalen Green when he was first coming in that he was like a more more style than substance, but then that ended up sort of being true uh, in the in the very beginning. But this year, if we're just talking about right now specifically in this six game winning streak, Alperin Shingun and Jalen Green have both gone from guys who made highlight plays to winning plays. Like just just look at. The Lakers game when Jalen Green strips Austin Reeves and goes into like that that play and then I think it might have even been the next possession after that Jalen Green strips Austin Reeves and then goes down and and gives you one of those highlight dunks that that that's a winning play on defense being active on defense and obviously just being a superior athlete in transition and finishing that play but then the like the very next play if I'm not mistaken. It's LeBron against Dylan Brooks, and I want to say it's it's Fred Van Bleet that's stripping it away 
Fred Van Vliet comes away with the strip, and then there's Alperin Shingoon to lead the break, and it's another Jalen Green, uh, another Jalen Green transition bucket. Like they're just playing winning basketball. Jalen Green's finishing better at the rim. It feels like, like, uh, and, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, like to compare to how he was scoring in the paint and what he was doing at the rim versus, you know, before versus now. But watching it, it definitely feels like he's he's better at that. And so both of them, man, Shingun, like you said, man, the effort, the the conditioning, and then just just overall the maturation, I think, has really been inspiring for the Rockets uh, and really really cool for Rockets fans to watch. I want to move over to Fred Van Vliet, though, and his can leadership. I, go, can go, I ahead, go, go ahead. Go ahead. There, because we talked about there, there are some things though that they need to clean up. Yeah, let's let's let, let's let's hit those. Let's hit those okay. before we do that. Austin, go ahead and uh, pop up Shingoon, and let's let's hit on some of those things because you did mention that. Um, what, what do you think are some of the things that they're not doing well that they need to clean up? Well, I'm not saying it's it's not they're not doing well, but there are there's been some luck. Let's just say there's been some luck in this, yeah. and. They are just over this this six game streak. Opponents are are uh, hitting um, less than thirty one percent of their open and wide open threes. Like that stuff is going to go back in the other direction. They're not going to get that sort of shot luck um, the entire season. So th- that's just something that like there's Murphy's law with this. And so teams are shooting thirty point seven percent the last six games on open and wide open threes. That's going to wind up going to forty one for a six game stretch also. So how do they react? when that happens um, that that's really the one thing though and we talked about some of the injury stuff but you know that happens all the time but that's the one thing that you look at and say okay they've got a little bit lucky defensively maybe the defense isn't it's a little bit of a mirage just because teams are missing open looks against them but they're giving themselves a chance at least and i think that's been what's been so important was what that i think one of the biggest follies that they made during the silas era was that they just went all in on offensive rebounds. And so you tell all these young guys that, hey, I'll go ahead and crash the boards. And, of course, the young guys are going to crash the boards, and they're not going to try and get back on defense. And what did that result in? It resulted in maybe the worst fast break defense that we've ever seen, the worst transition defense that we've ever seen. And last year they're giving up 17.5 fast break points a game. This year that number is 8.2. So they've cut the fast break points in half. And it's hard to score on teams in the half court in the NBA, especially when you have really good individual defenders. They have some really good individual defenders now, and you're forcing teams to have to score on you in the half court. And yeah, the shot luck will turn, but you're giving yourself a chance. You're making teams have to work to score on you. And I think that's really important. It's just the fact that A, they're taking care of the basketball and B, they're getting back in transition. And even, you know, teams have had transition opportunities against them in this stretch, but they've done a really good job of defending in transition when that's happened. You had uh, Tate has had a couple where he had just a flat out steal in transition. We talked about the Shengun chase down block. Like they're giving themselves a chance now on that end of the floor. Yeah, I actually want to double down on this point a little bit to to but to actually dunk on the the luck. I think that there is something to tell me if you agree with this. I think there is something to when you rev it up a little bit defensively and when your overall defensive effort and honestly skill and talent is better, which it is. It's it. Both both things are true for the Rockets now. I think when you rev that up, you do make it harder for guys to hit open shots like easy shots are not as easy because you've been working so hard for other things. You're not getting easy buckets in transition. 
And so, you know, sometimes an easy bucket or a wide open shot, the 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 basket looks like it's the size of an ocean and and you just kind of uh you know, there's a something goes on, you know, something goes in your head and you don't you just don't knock down some of the easier shots. Um or, or often I think like I was mentioning before, you can wear down a team and it's just harder to com- to convert in whether it's a harder shot, an easy shot or whatever it is. So I think that there's something to be said for the defensive effort and ability affecting how teams just shoot overall. Um, and, and there's no way to really quantify that, but it's just kind of a working theory of mine of like, hey, a better defensive team obviously gives up fewer uncontested shots, but if they're getting after it the way the Rockets have been, even the contested shots are therefore harder because playing against them in general is harder. And if it's the fifth option taking the open shot, then you'll live with the fifth option taking the yep. open shot. And if you're making teams bleed the shot clock, you know, under five, which has been something that they've talked about where, you know, just because you, you force a team to take a shot at under five in the shot clock, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're playing great defense. Maybe it's the ball movement on, in the other direction, but I think you'd rather see a team take an open look with five on the shot clock as a poor, as opposed to 18 on the shot clock, because at least you're making them have to work for shots. And I think that's what they've been able to do. I mean, you look at just the pace they are, I think they're last in the league in pace right now. And a lot of that is just the fact that they're making teams, they're, you know, keeping teams in transition or they're keeping teams in the half court. They're making teams have to work the entire shot clock. And, you know, those are little things, but I, I do think, I think you're right. It does wear teams down just a little bit. Yeah, like I, I I think about the point that you made against the Nuggets, they how they take advantage of the non-Jokic minutes. And then there's that stretch there in the Pelicans game too. Like obviously Zion and Brandon Ingram had big nights and they started off really, you know, really good early and the Rockets didn't have an answer for them. But then that stretch there, I want to say it was the third quarter where it was the the rookie from UConn. Uh, mm-hmm. Damn it, his name is escaping. We watched yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan Hawkins, right? Yeah. The when he was cooking them, I was like, oh, they could come back from this if that, like, oh, at, at the very least, just from like just evaluating like how good or bad this is. This is good for them. They they will live with this kid cooking them if that's what it's gonna be. Um, and so yeah, to your point, like making the 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 lesser players beat you. And taking advantage of the minutes in which like the MVP caliber players are not out there, that's critical. And then obviously, just again, overall, what they're doing defensively is uh, is pretty good. But like, yeah, to your point, you would like to give up fewer open looks like you would like to look at, okay, why was that an open look? Why, you know, what what assignments were we missing there? Where can we clean things up? And I do feel like this is a team that's going to do that, that that will be diligent about that. But that's why having three practice days, I think, is important is because you can really focus in on that where you can let them know, you know, we might be top five in defense, but we're still doing some things that are going to get us beat if we keep doing those things. And so while everybody wants to play and you want to be able to ride the momentum, you you also have to recognize that there are improvements that need to be made. And I, I would think that's what these three days yesterday you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are about, just cleaning some things up and then introducing a few new things. Since you mentioned luck earlier, I want to touch on this. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did the Rockets get lucky that Brooke Lopez jilted them at the altar, that they that they didn't go the Brooke Lopez route and it's allowed Shingun to flourish and develop and really show what he could be in year three? Oh, for sure. Um, because it also allowed them to bring in Dylan Brooks. And Dylan Brooks has obviously had a major impact. So would you? it's basically a two-for-one trade. Would you rather have Shingun and Dylan Brooks or would you rather have you know Brooke Lopez? And I think the answer – would be you'd rather have Shingun and Brooks playing the roles that they're playing right now. And you can go sometimes the best moves are the moves that you never make. And remember they had the, they had that uh, they were in that Chris Paul Lakers trade where they were supposed to get Pau Gasol and that trade wound up getting, re- I mean, they were going to build around Pau Gasol and Nene and the trade gets rescinded and they wind up getting James Harden a year later. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes you need a lot of luck. Sometimes, sometimes you get in your own way and sometimes you make decisions and sometimes you, you need somebody else to help you out and bail you out of what could have been a, a poor decision. So, yeah, I think that it's worked out. I understand why they wanted uh, Brooke Lopez. Like I certainly get, get that, but obviously it has worked out to their better, to their benefit where that went the other way, where um, Brooke Lopez goes back to Milwaukee. And I, I think, the Bucks might be having buyer's remorse on that at this point. So sometimes you need, you need luck like that. Sometimes you need to, you need somebody else to bail you out of what might not be the most optimal decision. And obviously it's worked out and Shingun has, you know, it, it kind of shows you that they didn't fully trust Shingun. Um, and it kind of, you know, he's kind of proven them wrong. Um, I, I do wonder if that was maybe a motivating factor for Shingun over this summer where, you know, he's saying to himself, wait, they, they think they need Brooke Lopez and they want Brooke Lopez to play my position. And he seemed to have, you know, gotten a little motivation out of that, it seems. And I think it's worked out really well for him. Yeah, the phrase that it's better to be lucky than good, I can identify with as just as much as anybody. So no shame in it. In this case, like the Rockets have been good. We don't want to make any mistake about it. They have done some good things, but there's been some luck on their side with the injuries that we talked about, with some of the missed shots, and then also with some of the moves that they were not allowed to make, some of the things that they were not allowed to do because the option just wasn't there. Better to be lucky than good. Glad that that is, at least for their sake, glad that that's how things ended up.